Well, we're continuing a message series that we uh, started before I went on vacation and I took a break from, and we're coming back to it this morning. And it's called In Step, Striding Toward Godly Character. And it's based on a passage of Scripture in Galatians uh, 5, 22 through 25. And uh, in verse 25, we find these instructions uh, from the Apostle Paul, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, here's our scripture. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us not lag behind what God wants to do in us to make us more like His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. And it's an invitation to experience life in sync with the life of God, to to live a godly life. And just prior to verse 25, Paul, as he's talking to uh, his readers, he's the one who wrote the letter to the Galatians, and, and he gives a list of outcomes that we can expect when we have the Spirit of Jesus Christ in us and when we're keeping in step with what he wants to do in us. And he calls these things the fruit of the Spirit. This is the crop, the yield, the outcome, the the harvest that we can expect to see when we are living the life of Christ. Uh, And here's the list that we find in Galatians 2, uh, 5, 22, and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. We've talked about those in the first four weeks of this series. And then he goes on, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as we begin to uh, work our way, continue to work our way through this list, today we're talking about kindness. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I think it's one of the most powerful, uh, potentially life-changing, world-transforming, Christ-like characteristics that we can develop as followers of Jesus Christ. I've seen the power of kindness in action. And the good news is that this is a fruit of having Christ's life in us. And so we can all be kind. You know, we you know we can make excuses for why we're rude sometimes, but um, God gives us the power, every one of us, to be kind. And the more radically kind we are, the more we are like God. Uh, look at Matthew 5, 44 through 45. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Then in Luke six thirty-five, we we read, But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, Because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. God sends his reign on the just and the unjust. He's kind to everyone. And God showed his kindness to us before we'd done anything to deserve it. To be kind is to be like God. And, you know, it'd be very odd if God were like we are as far as the dispensing of kindness. Uh, you know, his, uh, if he only sent his rain on 
uh, those people who are just, you know, uh, you'd have like these really green lush lawns and then the next one would be sparse, you know. But God spreads his love around and he is kind to everyone. And we find in scripture that there's primary, primarily two reasons that he does that. The first is that God is love. This is who he is, that he's a kind and loving God. And um, when we love moves towards a need and, and God is being true to who he is when he's being kind. So when we talk about growing in kindness, we're talking about patterning our lives after the one who's perfectly kind, becoming the kind of person that God is, having the kind of character that God has. And then the second reason that God is kind is found in Romans 2.4, where, where Paul is talking to uh, the people about kindness, and he says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of God's kindness, forbearance, and patience? not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God, this is part of God's strategy, his method. Uh, he is kind because kindness is transforming. Kindness is attractive and compelling. It, it changes people. And God knows these things, and so he pours his kindness out on us so that we'll seek him and that we'll find life in Jesus Christ. And I said that this is one of my favorite topics because I, I spent uh, five years when we were planting, uh, Forrest and I were planting a church prior to coming here, intentionally creating a culture of kindness as was our vision for this church. And the goal was that our church would be known in the community as that church that does all the kind things, you know, and we had cards that said pass on kindness on them and we... We just did um, all, all kinds of ways. It was based on this scripture from Romans that if, God, if kindness leads us to repentance, if kindness is, causes people to seek God, then Christians ought to be kind. You know, <laughs> it doesn't seem like, you know, that big of a stretch for anybody to come into church and to, to see that this is our vision, that we would be kind people and that we would show the kindness of God in everything that we do. And we spent hours out in the community doing acts of kindness, washing windshields and raking leaves and shoveling snow and uh, giving away free stuff. We had Coke giveaways and water giveaways and ice scraper giveaways and scotch tape giveaways at Christmas. And we had gas buy-downs and we went to apartments and set up our grill and gave away hot dogs and chips and, and all kinds of um, things like that. And and so this is the reason that, and the reason that this is one of my favorite topics is because I've seen the power of kindness and the response that people, that we got from people as we were out in the community doing kind things in the name of Jesus Christ. It just has so much power to transform lives. And, it, and I've seen it change the direction of people's lives. So um, this morning, we're going to look at three ways that we can follow God's example and grow in kindness. Uh, if you want to pull out your message notes, there's three ways to step out in kindness. And, and I say step out uh, with kindness because kindness often will take us out of our comfort zone if we're going to offer kindness, if we're going to be kind to people. It, it sometimes takes us out of our comfort zone. Uh, when the I actually got the vision for this church as I'd been praying about, God, what, what do you want to create here when we were uh, starting that church? Um, during the middle of the night, and I got up the next morning, and I'm like, well, 
if I'm going to present this to the people as, as our vision for the church, then how am I going to model it? And it was pouring rain. And so I went to Walmart and got a, one of those big golf umbrellas, and I stood outside of Walmart, and it just felt odd and, you know, scary. What are people going to think? But when people came out without, without an umbrella, then I would put it up and walk them to their car. And, the, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it takes courage to get out there and do that kind of thing because people are looking at you like, well, you know, are you going to steal my groceries? What do you want from me, lady, and why are you doing this? You know, and, and so to put up an umbrella and to just go out there and do that. But that morning, um, you know, I helped moms to their car who had babies who, you know, they didn't have any way to cover them while they're getting their groceries in the, the car. One of them looked at me like they thought I was going to take their child. But, you know, uh, it's, it's a little risky to, to get out there. And, uh, but there was a man who walked like this, you know, and he had no umbrella. And so to give him the opportunity and to see the gratefulness uh, in his eyes when you do just small things, uh, it's just... Um, Amazing the impact that it has. And so I want to talk about these three ways that we can show more kindness. And the first is to overcome the barriers to kindness. Uh, It's not always easy to be kind. Uh, It's easy to make excuses not to be kind. I mean, you know, that person doesn't deserve (laughs) my forgiveness. That person uh, doesn't deserve my kindness. Uh, But God sends his reign on the just and the unjust. He shows mercy to all kinds of people, and uh, we're not so quick to show that kind of extravagant generosity and kindness. We we all have prejudices and uh, judgmental attitudes that we have to get over. We often withhold kindness uh, from those that we don't feel deserve it, and there are we often uh, withhold kindness when. We feel like we might be taken advantage of, you know, if we do, if we do that. And, and this is something that we really had to work through when we were starting the free, the free store, you know. Uh, if we're going to give stuff away for free, uh, you know, we might be taken advantage of. People might come in and get this stuff for free, and then they'll take it and sell it in a garage sale or something. Or we may give away free things, and then that will enable somebody to go and, uh, get their clothes and things from the free store and then go and spend that extra money on drugs or alcohol. So, you know, we have to work through all these things. We want to we wanna be in control of who we're going to bless and who we'll show kindness to. And, and I'm not saying don't use your smarts, you know, and go out there and start giving, you know, pick up hitchhikers or that kind of thing. But many times we withhold good deeds and kindness because of our own fears and our prejudices. But that isn't the way that God treated us. Uh, Look at Titus 3, 4, and 5. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. God sent his kindness, his son Jesus Christ, to die for us before we had done anything to deserve it. And um, one thing, just to comfort any fears that you've had that I've noticed since we opened the free store is that the people that come in there and get things need the things, and they appreciate them. And just to to see the teary eyes when they say thank you, and, um, you know, this is an important ministry that's doing a good work, and I, I thank you for your support of it. And, and um, 
and the way that God is using that in people's lives. And if we're going to step out in kindness in the way that God does, we'll, we'll have to get past our prejudices and our judgments about worthiness, and we'll have to get past our fears. Um, sometimes these things are awkward, and you feel odd doing it, you know, to, to do a kind thing. For, for people in our culture, is sometimes seen as, you know, just an oddity, and so it takes courage. But this is something that um, we really had to work, with, work at at Outland, as I was saying. and But it, it's just so exciting, and you just see so many wonderful things that come out of it. And I could just tell you story after story, but one of them that was the most fun for Forrest and I is our son lives in Sault Ste. Marie, and so um, on one of, we have occasion then to go across the bridge up there and back and forth across the bridge at least once a year, usually twice. But on this one occasion, we were coming back across... Uh, the bridge and you have to pay a toll and so we just decided we were going to pay the toll for the person behind us and uh, so we paid that person's toll to get across the bridge and went on our way and it wasn't long before this car came zooming past us honking their horn and you know the people in the the person in the passenger seat and in the back seat they were all thumbs up and bouncing up and down in their See, you know, and saying thank you and nodding and, you know, it was just so much fun to see just $2, what a difference it made in somebody's day, you know, to, to brighten their day. And uh, those things are things that we can all do. We all have opportunities every day. We just need to see those things and to act on them. And that leads to the second way that we can grow in kindness, and that is to act on the opportunities that God gives you to be kind. Kindness is love in action. Uh, we recognize a kind person by the things that they do. You know, it, there's a difference between thinking kind thoughts and doing kind things. And the story of the Good Samaritan is probably one of the uh, most well-known stories in the Bible. And it's about a group of men who didn't put kindness in action and one who did and in jesus story it is the one who put kindness into action and and stopped and took time to care for the needs of the other person that jesus points to as the hero in the story as the one who was the neighbor to the man in need and kindness kindness can be costly it it takes time to be kind uh, sometimes, like in the story of the Good Samaritan, there are financial sacrifices that have to be made. But often it's the small things, uh, like giving up your place in line or uh, sending a card or making a phone call or just being kind to someone in your family when you, when you uh, could do otherwise that really um, makes the difference. You know, it's not all about front-page news. Uh, sometimes it's a simple, kind word that changes someone's day. And our memory verse this week is from Proverbs uh, 25, 12, 25. Uh, let's read this together. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart. But a kind word, a kind act, cheers a person up. 
And you know, we are surrounded every day by people who are weighed down with anxieties. They are burdened with fears. Uh, Their hearts are heavy. Kind words, kind deeds change people. Um, We had the occasion, one of the things that we did as outreach events were what we call rake and runs. And we'd get a bunch of us in a couple of trucks and a bunch of rakes, and we would just go around to people's houses in the fall. And um, if we found a, a yard that, you know, hadn't been raked, we'd go and ask if we could rake the, the yard. Well, we came to this one and went and knocked on the door and asked the young woman if we could rake her yard. And, and she said, how much does it cost? <laughs> and I said, it's free. And she said, no, you know, really, well, how, how much is it? And we said, it's free. And she said, uh, she got really teary, and she said, you know, I'm a single mom, and I can't afford to pay you anything, and I don't have time to rake my, my lawn. When I get home from work, I've got to fix supper and then do homework with the kids, and I just haven't been able to get to it. And she said, if you would rake my lawn, that would just be so wonderful, you know, and so... We, we raked her lawn, and she was out there bringing us lemonade and all kinds of stuff. And it just has such a powerful impact on people to know that they're cared about, that there's somebody that uh, has, has stepped into that. And, and, you know, it's the fact that you're representing God uh, that is so powerful to people. And, and so we, t- we always tried to make that clear to people, you know, well, why are you doing this? Well, we just want to make God's love visible in a practical way to you. And so it's just really powerful when you when you do that kind of thing. And God gives us these kind of opportunities every day. And in your bulletin, you'll find a list of ideas, uh, some ways that you can put kindness into action. These are just a few suggestions uh, to get you thinking. I'm going to say more about it in a minute. But I hope that you'll find ways to be intentionally kind because it, it changes people and, and it's really very rewarding. And you just don't know how God will use these touches to draw people to himself. It says in his word that kindness leads people to repentance. Then the third way that we grow in kindness is to persevere in kindness. Persevere in kindness. Uh, Continue to be kind even if there's no immediate results to it. Even if it seems like, you know, you're being taken advantage of or you... People don't notice it. You're being taken for granted, or even when there's resistance or ridicule. Uh, Mother Teresa said, if you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives, but be kind anyway. Kindness is powerful. It changes people. But our primary motive in being kind isn't, uh, is because it reflects who God is. It's not because we expect to get something from it. And what we discovered at um, Outland, the the church that we were planting, is that handing out a free bottle of water on Saturday or giving out a free Coke on on Saturday didn't mean that people were going to step into your church the next day. In fact, that rarely uh, happened that way. And and it was a little disappointing at first. And then one day I was listening to a, a podcast on church planting, and the speaker said you should... Never see your work as the work of planting a church. You, you are planting the gospel. And that really changed everything for me. Because if you're planting the gospel, 
than a bottle of water is a seed planted, uh, a positive touch from someone representing Jesus Christ to them. If I'm planting a church and I hand out a bottle of water and that person doesn't show up in church, then that can be disappointing. But if I'm planting the gospel, each can of Coke, each bottle of water, each act of kindness is a seed flung out there, and I can trust God to grow that and to do whatever he chooses with it. Um, God persevered with you and with me, and we'll need to persevere in doing good things if we're going to model our lives after Jesus. Uh, Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, <laughs> Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Kindness is something that we intentionally clothe ourselves with. So as we close uh, today, I would invite you to pull out your connection card. I want to look at some ways that you uh, can respond to the message today. The first is memorizing our memory verse from Proverbs uh, twelve twenty-five. And then the second one uh, says, I'm going to participate in the kindness challenge. And there's been uh, research done and it, that shows that it takes like 7 to 12 and on average touches, positive touches, for someone to begin to listen to your message or to remember who you are. And so that, that's true in advertising. It's true in all kinds of areas, and it's true in the church. Um, so it takes 7 to 12 people saying, hey, can I pray for you or inviting someone to church or doing kind things uh, in order for people just to begin to respond. And this morning, my invitation then is, or kind of a challenge, I guess, is um, Force and I did the math, and if we have about 70 people uh, doing this, and if every person did 10 acts of kindness in a week in the next four weeks, uh, by the end of this series we would have made 2,300 to 3,000 connections with people in contacts and positive touches that God can use to help move people closer to himself. And, you know, you may be the first touch. You may be the 20th touch. Your invitation to, to church may be the one that they accept, uh, but you may, or you may be the first time that anyone's asked them. But we do these things, and, and um, with, our, with prayer and in the power of the Spirit uh, to help people get connected to, to church and to Jesus Christ. And then the third thing is, um, it says there, I would like to participate in a group kindness outreach, uh, some kind of a, uh, we're going to plan some kind of an outreach as a church to kind of get our church name out there and, and to help people find a church to get connected to. If you'd like to be a part of uh, a water giveaway or whatever we plan, uh, then please check that. If you'd like to help plan that, then check the second box there. And um, kindness is, like I've been saying, has such a powerful effect on people. It lets them know that they're loved by God, that they're valued, and it's an opportunity for us as a church to help people get connected to Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I, I thank you for the kindness that you've shown us through your son, Jesus, and the power of the cross um, that is so compelling, God, that you would send your son to die for us. 
We thank you for the life that's ours in Christ, and we pray that you would use us to show your kindness to others so that they can get a glimpse of your kindness and your love for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.